Welcome, everybody, to the third episode of the 416 News Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Saravalli, and today we have a soccer-related podcast going over Juventus and Paulo Dybala, the injury crisis of Dybala, and the overall crisis in Juventus. So here we have Miss Juliana Cooney. How's it going? Thank you so much for having me. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm super excited to have you. Um, such an avid Juventus fan, massive Dybala fan, and I feel like this episode would have been perfect for you because, you know, basically Dybala in and out like the back of your hand. So I feel like having you on will make this podcast, this episode, so much more authentic and so much more deeper and deeper and makes it so much more informal and makes it more interesting. So why not? Here's the main question. Juliana. What does Juventus need to win the Champions League or just to overall improve? Well, the first thing, we definitely need to change up how we're playing. I don't know what's wrong with these guys. I don't know if they're not doing their pregame rituals or if they're not getting enough good talks from Pirlo, but they just haven't been 100%. Luca, do you have any idea what is wrong with Juventus right now? Personally, for me, looking at the way they played, we've been a mixed bag, honestly. Yeah. Um, you see sometimes we we have come out of on the field with joy with spirit with the hunger and desire to win but other games you just see a stroll in the field not looking any good we play these lower lower uh lower rank sides and then we get a 1-1 draw and then everybody all the events fans are like what the heck just happened and you would also expect more from Pirlo knowing that he was a former Juve player and knowing all of the things about him wouldn't you expect a little bit more from him as a coach? Of course. You got to you got to know when you got an when you've had an excellent playing career, that goes on into your coaching career. Yeah. You've won all this in your playing career, so I'm expecting you to win all that and more in your coaching career. But you know what? I feel like Juventus made a terrible decision in socking Stadi first of all and throwing Pirlo into the deep end. Personally, I don't think this is his fault because I'm not. I don't think he was expecting going to going from managing the under 23s to managing the first team. I agree 100%. It feels like ever since the nil-nil tie against Inter in the Coppa Italia, something's been up with Juve, especially the two-to-one loss against Porto. That was a very yep. embarrassing and disappointing game. I expected way more from Juventus. Yeah, and that's what I mentioned before early in. Yeah. Um, Juventus is a mixed bag. You don't know what you're going to get. I've gone into every single match not expecting a win. Like, we've been talking on the side, going into games, and I've told you, like, I, I don't I don't know what's going to happen with this game. Yes. I'm honestly going to be on the edge of my seat because I don't know if we're going to win. I don't know if we're going to dominate. I don't know if we're going to lose and we're going to get destroyed. I'm yes. honestly shocked. Because in the past, events have been such a dominance, especially in, in Italy. I was going to say, especially against Crotone. We didn't even know it was going to happen. We didn't know if we were going to get hammered, which definitely hoped that that wouldn't happen. Just because of how inconsistent Juve has been playing. So it's definitely good that we secured that match with a 3 nothing win. Yeah. Course. Hopefully that brings back the mentality and the motivation that we had early on this season. Because before that nil-nil draw in the in the Coppa Italia semifinals, Juventus was on was flying. Yeah, we've had we were that 
from the, at the top is at the top, the best we've ever been all season. Clean sheets galore, conceding no goals. Great defense, especially from Matthias Delict and Giorgio Chiellini. Even adding uh, Meri Demiral, the Turkish, the young Turkish star who's hopefully going to be the star of that Turkish side going into the this year's Euros. Um, it's, it was really in, amazing to see those performance coming in because they were so solid, so confident. Ronaldo was scoring goals. Everybody was getting involved. And that's what I like because Ronaldo was not just the star man going on and scoring all the goals. That's what I didn't like. And it's disappointing too how well that Juve has been playing in the past. And now they're just going downhill. Especially... Yeah, it's been... It's, Go ahead. It's Yeah, so I was about to say it was, it's been a steady downgrade and... I honestly didn't expect this. I feel like Me too. the mentality and overall players have not fit the Juventus way. Especially, I feel like that's what we need. Especially for the Champions League. The fact that we lost 2-1 to one against Porto is... Yeah, I don't know what to say. I think a large factor playing into how we are playing is the amount of players that are out. We have Bonucci is injured, Chiellini is injured, Two of your best defenders, also the oldest. You got Arthur injured, Coduardo, Dybala injured, and you got Morata. He has been diagnosed with cytomegalovirus, which unfortunately remains in his body for the rest of his life. And then against the game against Verona, we got Danilo with the red card. But looking at that injury list it really hurts because it does. looking at this, looking at those players Tibala, Artur, Cuadrado they've had such big impacts on the season more more Artur and Cuadrado because we haven't really seen much of Tibala due to his crazy amount of injuries back to back to back injuries and we're going to get to that a little bit later in a couple of minutes but players aren't staying fit when one player comes back another player gets injured yep. it's like substitutions are happening and especially to Artur, I feel like he's been one of the most underrated players in the Juventus season so far. And he is what keep and he was what was winning us games because he was creating all those chances and he was making those making those plays happen. He saw plays that nobody else saw, which was incredible because we haven't had a type of player like that in a while. Back to the days when we had Marquisio, Pirlo, and Pogba, those are midfield. We didn't have to worry about nothing because we knew they were always fit, hungry, and ready to play. So, moving on to Paolo Dybala, one of Juventus' most impactful players over the past five to six seasons. Of course. He is still he's still young, 27 years old, still got a lot to prove. Two months in, we've hardly seen him play in this time. Since January. Seen him on the bench. Since January 10th, game there you go. Yeah, not particularly good knowing that we're going to be having March next week. March 1st is the Monday coming up, so this is not good. Hopefully, we get some news in the upcoming days. Good news. Um, ho- hopefully, some good news, of course. So, do you think, Juliana, do you think this injury or this injury crisis with Dybala is hindering the performance of Juventus? Definitely. I think Dybala is one of the key players that Juventus needs right now especially in the Champions League and in the Coppa Italia. He brings that that fire and that killer instinct into the game. And we always need that in all of our games. And I think without Dybala right now, Juve is suffering a little bit, for sure. 
Yeah. But also, look, um, under Saudi last year, Dybala had a standout year, winning the yeah. Serie A MVP. It was a little bit controversial in a way that other players should have won it. You had Chiro Immobile, who had a season of a lifetime, winning the the Golden Boot in Serie A. And, but Dybala, I feel like he had a lot of impactful matches. Like He was always there when Juventus needed them. And 33 games in the Serie A, 11 goals, 11 assists. Like That is consistency. Definitely. If you want consistency, that season's going to pop up in the dictionary. So you know what? Um, that's the Dybala that we're missing. And even in past seasons, looking back to the 27-18 season, for the first 10 games, he was the best player, probably top three best players in the world because he was scoring goals, assisting, scoring free kicks, whatever goal you wanted, he would produce it for you. And that's what we're missing because I feel like even under the setup that Pirlo is playing, it doesn't suit the style of uh, Dybala. And looking at how Saudi played last year, it was a lot more suited to his style. So do you believe that we need more of a coach that suits his style? Or do you think we should just give Pirlo and Dybala more of a chance? Well, knowing that Dybala has been out for most of the season, he was injured at the start of the season and now he's injured again. I feel like he hasn't had enough time to work with Pirlo and to be coached in the games with him. So I definitely think that there should be a chance given to Pirlo, but I also think that with Saudi, Dybala just played better. Although last season Dybala didn't have as many injuries as this season, I still think that he played better with Saudi. And I think the Dybala and Saudi relationship was a very good relationship for Juventus and for the coach and the player themselves. And I feel like that relationship, as well as the relationship with Saudi and multiple players on the team, is what got us those goals and what got us those wins. And I feel yeah. like we that's what we need right now. We need good relationships between players and coaches. And I'm not saying that Pirlo isn't having good relationships with the players. I just feel like... And since Saudi had much more experience coaching City A leagues, and Saudi does have more experience with coaching, as opposed to Pirlo, as this is his first year coaching, and I think that was, you know, a very silly decision by Juventus to bring in a coach who has never coached a big team like this before. I think he's definitely more suitable to be coaching the U23 team. Well said. It's very well said. And a lot of proven points there make sense. Um, I feel like Juventus is lacking that sort of experience. Of course, that's all that's all we've had. Juventus have never really had sort of a young squad going into any season more more than this season because look at that. We've had some really good signings this summer with Kulusevski coming from Parma. We have Chiesa coming from Fiorentina, and then we have Weston McKenney coming from Schalke in Germany. So, do you think these transfers have actually helped Juventus in a way and helped them stay afloat? Definitely. I think the young transfers have helped Juventus, especially with the large amount of charisma and the power that they're bringing in since they are so young. And now, there are definitely disadvantages with having a young squad because of the lack of experience. You definitely need players on a team with experience because then they can help out the younger players as well. Yeah, of course. But overall, 
I definitely think that these young transfers are helping Juve. Because also, Juventus isn't a very young team before the transfers. They weren't a very young team. You know, we have Chiellini, we have Bonucci, Fon. Juve hasn't always been a young team. And now, if we look at our lineup against Crotone, we had the back four, we had Alexandro, Dalit, Demiral, and Danilo. 30 years old, 21 years old, 22 years old, 29 years old. That's a fairly young group of defenders, yeah. don't you think? Of course, yeah. You have those players here and there a little bit older, but I feel like with the events that we've seen over the past probably five years, a lot of old, old players, but still showing their worth, still showing that age just a number and that they can still perform on this, on this high of a level. Look at Buffon, 43 years old. 43 years old. I don't know if you guys heard. He played against Barcelona in the Champions League group stage last yeah. game. And you know what? I- I'm assuming Pirlo said, you know what? Gigi, go in there. Make a statement. And we, if we wanted to get a good draw, which unfortunately, as much a, as, it, as it was a good draw, to draw Porto wasn't that good. As we know, they lost 2-1. I feel like I'm repeating myself. But anyways, <laughs> he got a clean sheet against a Barcelona team that had the names of Lionel Messi, Antoine Griezmann, and Miralem Pjanic, formerly of Juventus. All these star names. We had a couple youngsters in there, a couple experienced players, and then you have arguably the best player of all time in Lionel Messi. This is Buffon's, I believe this is his second or third clean sheet against Messi, and Messi's only scored twice um, or three times against Buffon, and all of them when he was in his later ages. So it just shows that these players are aging like fine wines and it's only making this Juventus better, this team better. And hopefully this, we will have more of these older players coming in because this has really, really helped Juventus. Like, look at Ronaldo, look at the impact that he's had and he's still playing at this high level. He just turned 36 in February and he's still scoring. He's the top scorer in Serie A right now. Almost won the, the Golden Boot last year. And look, he's already won five Champions Leagues, and I believe this goal is to win the Champions League with Juventus. And I feel like they all want that one goal is to win the Champions League. And I feel like that's what is missing. The hunger to just win in Champions League, but more than that, overall, we just are missing that hunger and desire to win. Because these young players are bringing them in. And this is what is really exciting me. I'm excited tomorrow to see players like Chiesa, Kulusevski, Hopefully, maybe Radu Dragosin, who was involved in the under-23 scene and is now coming more into the first-team scene. And hopefully, i like to see those players. Also, Demiral and Delic, because they show charisma. It's what Juventus is missing. Yeah. Juventus needs to fight for a purpose. And this purpose is not only Champions League, but just cement them as one of the powerhouses of Europe. And they are. But right now, they're not playing like it. We need to look like the team that we used to be. Yeah, of course. That was a long time ago, twenty from basically two, 2010 all the way, or 2011 all the way to probably last season. I'm not including this season because yeah. the event has not been good. No, no, no. So... This season has been very, very disappointing. But you got to realize, we got Pirlo coming in. He's not a very experienced coach. And it's something that we uh, didn't expect. If we win the Serie A this year, I'm going to be very, very happy. Because this is something that I did not expect out of Andrea Pirlo. It's knowing that he's his first year coaching ever. He never did any coaching in the youth levels. And he just got his final um, his final licensing to become a coach 
in November of last year. And it just shows how new he is to the coaching scene. And I feel like Juventus made the wrong decision of putting him as the head coach because he's got no experience. I agree. I agree. 100%. And as much as him being a player factors out, and him being a player gives you all the experience knowing how to play against teams, knowing how to read teams, coaching is a whole different scene. And you're just, and you're facing a lot of different types of hate from the media, especially because I'm sure they're giving them such a hard time knowing that Juventus is not playing up to the, the style of play that he wants them to, or the media expects, because Juventus is the powerhouse going for the 10th consecutive championship in a row, which would be astonishing. But honestly, I just want Juventus to qualify for champions. Me too. Yeah. 100%. We need Juve to do well in the Champions League. And honestly, a plus would be doing well in City. And it's very unfortunate that I'm having to say that instead of knowing that Juventus is going to do well in City. But honestly, this season, I don't know what's going to happen. And I know you uh, you can agree with me. I agree with you 110% because you've just basically said the words that I was never going to say because this Juventus team is so unpredictable and this is what I hate. I want Juventus to be a powerhouse week in, week out, showing that they're going to win no matter what the circumstances are, whether they have Ronaldo, Dybala, or they don't. I want you to win. And that's what I want this Juventus And the thing is, the thing is Juventus is that team. We can be that team. But we just aren't showing it. And we just aren't doing it. And it's very, very unfortunate and upsetting as, you know, long-time fans, you and I. Yeah. And especially all of the other Juventus fans. Yeah. It's definitely something you don't want to see from your favorite team. Yeah, of course. It's it's not particularly good. You don't want this. But hopefully, at the end of the season, we'll have some answers knowing that they are releasing an Amazon Prime documentary about this entire season. Very exciting. Yeah, I'm very excited for that, especially to see the confrontations with like the big name players, especially Ronaldo, Pirlo, how's the training sessions going, what's going on behind the scenes, because I feel like it would give us more of an understanding of what happened or what could have happened. And I think all of these talks about what's going on with Juventus will finally end because I feel like this documentary will finally end this conversation. At least we hope so. Yeah, of course. Right. It's a documentary. This they're probably they're doing they're only doing it for entertainment purposes and I feel like it's going to be really interesting. So hopefully just look out for that event is coming out with an Amazon Prime documentary and it'll be hopefully coming out near the end of or the start of school again in September. And it's going to be a great one. I can't wait for it. Honestly, I don't even care if, if we don't do good. I just want to see what's going behind the scene. I agree too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll, I have a question. I have a question. Okay. 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 So knowing that Juventus is hanging on by by a thread, I'm continuing on with one of the, our previous questions relating the younger players. So knowing, um, I'm going to narrow this down to the three players, the only three players that we signed in, uh, Kulosevsky, McKenney, and Chiesa, what would you say is the best signing that we've made? Here's the thing. You can cut this part out. I was expecting more from Chiesa. I know you don't agree with me. But I enjoy how McKenney has been playing. And I think he should start more. Do you think that's good? Should I say that? Yeah, say it. Okay, okay, okay. 
So Chiesa and McKenney, personally, I was expecting more from Chiesa. You know, he was one of those big signings you would have thought that he would bring a little bit more. And I know, Luca, you might not agree with me. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Chiesa's been excellent, but continue. And I'm not saying that he hasn't been excellent. I've just been expecting more from him, knowing how good of a player he is. And especially that goal that he scored against Porto, he saved us. In the Champions League, 100, he saved us. Yeah, and he gives it that. But he gives us that glimmer of hope. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say this, and I'll let you continue after. But course, he gave man. us that glimmer of hope. If we, if he didn't score that, if you guys haven't seen it, just search up Juventus versus Porto Champions League highlights. And if you just see that goal, it just shows the amount of talent that this kid has because he's he can run down the wing, put in crosses, go one on one against the player. See you later. He passes him, and he can score goals for fun as well. You got another example from the absolute standup performance. One of the best performances all season was the 3-1 win against AC Milan, which I believe really showed what he can live up to. But uh, continue. As for McKenny, I have been enjoying how he's been playing this season. And he has been starting off a lot. And I think that he should be starting more. Although I know since he is a new player and since he's a young player, they might not want to start him. I think they should, you know. Yeah. The way that Juventus has been playing, I think we might as well start taking the risks a little bit more. And if that is starting McKenny, then we might as well take it. Yeah, of course. Do you agree? Hundred percent. I do agree on that. Now that I'm starting to process the games that Weston McKenny has had, he has had. Very, very, very impressive performances. Knowing that yeah. where he comes from, the U.S. the USA is not a soccer hub. Knowing that they don't have the best coaches. Knowing that they're all in Europe. But look, he came from FC Dallas, an FC Dallas academy, great academy by the way. We just said he had just gained another one of their prospects in Brian Reynolds, Reynolds heading to Roma, and he went to Schalke, uh, Weston McKenney proved himself there as a standout player and one of the most key players for their success in the Bundesliga, then Juventus loaning him in with an option to buy him. And I feel like if Juventus do not add this or purchase him from this loan, it will be one of the worst decisions that they have made in the past five years because what he is showing us now is that he can perform even though he's at such a young age. It just shows the confidence Definitely. he has and the charisma. And he's such a funny guy too. So overall, just a great player, great guy, and just an awesome player to watch. And he even brings, you know, he brings a little bit more of joy onto the fields, that excitement. Yeah, of if course. If you go onto the Juventus Instagram page, every single picture with McKenny, he's smiling. He has a big smile on his face. McKenny brings that power to the field. He brings... That excitement and that happiness to the field, and Juventus needs that right now. So that's why I think we should be playing him way more. Another youth player, Nicolo Fagioli, he turned 20 years old. He turned 20 years old on February the 12th. So he was 19 years old coming into Juventus, and honestly, that kid is amazing. I see a very bright future for him. He came in. He was subbed in the 80th minute against Crotone, and he played amazing. Honestly, the 
if I can, can I just, just need to interrupt you for a second because mm-hmm. honestly, as much as his hair takes me back to 2002 with the Backstreet Boys <laughs> with his whatever you want to call it is frosted tips. tips exactly. Oh just ignore that for a second because this guy is he he gives me a throwback to like Andrea Pirlo with the amount of confidence he had on the ball. Like as soon as he touched yeah. it, I knew like we he wasn't gonna lose it. I I, I knew he wasn't going to choke up lose his focus and say oh shoot I'm playing professional I'm wearing a Juventus jersey if I mess up here I'm losing my job but you know what he kept this cool he kept this confidence and overall as much even though he played 10 minutes it was a very 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 impressive 10 minutes from uh, the young midfielder from the Primavera which is the academy in Italian and I feel like also we look at Gianluca Fravota who started the first match of the season and to a lot of Juventus fans he was a nobody. I did not know one bit of information about him, but he, for his age and for the position that he's in and how much it demands physicality and the defense, defensive side and even the offensive side, it's very mentally and physically draining. So there's also been a lot of very good academy players. So what else do you got to say? And I think that Fagioli and Frabotta, these two young players, this is what Juventus needs. We need that aggression and the power that they're bringing to the field because we've been lacking it, haven't we? Yeah, exactly. We have seen those little spurts or there's little moments where we have had it for a yeah, couple of minutes in matches. It's not like, last. yeah, we, it, there's not an abundance, which is really upsetting. And it's really, really, um, of course. yeah, it's really poor. Okay, I got one final question. It's going to be a little bit more sided to Dybala. We're going to head back to Dybala's injury. So do you feel like Dybala, these amount of injuries that he's getting, do you feel like this will hinder his career and will actually hinder the amount of games that he'll play for the rest of his career? Do you think this will also hinder his playing style, the way he, the involvement in the team? Do you think he'll lose his place in Juventus? As much as I want to say no, as much as I don't want that to happen, I think it will. Because you have to take into consideration, Dybala has had a large amount of injuries. He started, once again, he started the season with an injury, and now he has an injury again. And even last season, he had a couple injuries as well. Um, And I think that after a player has this many injuries back to back to back, unfortunately, they don't play the same. Unless Dybala is different like that, unless he can come back, and I really hope he can, he's most likely not going to look the same. And unfortunately, that might make him lose his spot. Yeah, it's really... What else can I say? Yeah, it's really tough. It's sad to see, knowing that the amount of potential that this guy coming into Juventus. This guy was a little kid, but now he's a grown man. So we've basically grown him into the player that he is today. So impactful on his day. He, I think he's the solution. That he's one of the main solutions that Juventus needs. So that's all I gotta say. Of course. And if we look at the more positive side, if we look at the more positive side of things. Knowing the player that Dybala is, he can get back. I remember in 2015, the first few games that Dybala was playing, 
I never saw him before. Luca, you probably have never seen him before either. No. I searched him up on my iPad and I was like, who is this guy? And then seeing how he played and seeing how he progressed, it's like, and now seeing how he's been going downhill and seeing how all these injuries are taking him away from the field and away from us, it's honestly heartbreaking. And Dybala is that player. I feel like every team needs a Dybala. Can you agree with that? 100%. 100%. Because he's that player. He he brings something into the game. With Dybala, he brings that fire. He brings that killer instinct. In, he brings that killer instinct into the game. And it's almost, you can guarantee most of the time that Dybala will benefit the team. Yeah, of course. You can tell when he's on his day, mostly, of course, you go back to his, a couple years ago, he was on absolute form. And that's when we were flying in the Champions League, flying in the Serie A, and nobody can touch us. And that's what I want back. I want Dybala from a couple years ago back. I want it. And I want the Juventus back. I want it back. It's, it's, It's heartbreaking to see this, but... You know what? We have no say in this except to just give our opinions and just hopefully bring some people into this conversation. And if you guys honestly have any questions, you can DM both of us on Instagram. Julianne, you want to tell them your Instagram if they have any questions for you? My Instagram is Cooney underscore. Perfect. So, yeah, feel free to DM me or DM Luca if you have any comments, questions. If you disagree with us, we definitely want to hear your points. Too. Yeah, of course, because we have um, not mentioned too many, but we've mentioned very, very important quotes or not quotes, but more points that really, really stand out to us and what we have heard from other people. Yeah. So we're just trying to get the word out there more that Juventus needs to come back and we want to see them come back. So, yeah, we're really missing this. I feel like we have been talking too negative. I think we should bring some positives back into this episode. And that knowing Juventus, knowing how they've played in the past, and knowing the players that we've brought now, I think that Juve can get back on track. Honestly, yeah. I think I think you're 100% right. This season is just a tryout for Pirlo. Now yeah. that I'm thinking about it. Espe- yeah, especially with Especially Pirlo. with Pirlo. This is a tryout. We've seen glimpses with Pirlo that can... Sorry for interrupting. I'll let you continue after. So knowing that Pirlo has had those performances where he has played well, read the game perfectly, right substitutions, right time, game plan against against opponents, it's been excellent. We've seen those moments. He's had his highs and he's had his lows. But you know what? This is a trial and this is what you get from a non-experienced coach. But I feel like the season that really matters is not this season, it's next season. Because this really shows. I agree. Hopefully, we bring in some decent signings that will help Kirlo bring events back to where it belongs. And hopefully, this will be the team that we're hoping for and we're excited for. Because right now, we're just not in the greatest spot. But I feel like this is a trial for Kirlo. So, I know you wanted to say something. So, go ahead. And especially with all the new additions and the young players that we have. I feel like next season, the season after, that's going to benefit us in a large way. Um, I want to ask you, like, when was the last time Juve was in this hole like this? 
I honestly can't remember. See, so what I'm getting from this is that every single team is going to have a bad season. Although it's definitely not what you want. Although every season the teams are striving to be the greatest, it's going to happen whether you like it or not. And as much as you as fans want don't want it to happen, you can't do anything about it. Of course. 100% agree. Juventus isn't doing that bad if you look at the standings. We are in third place right now with the game at hand, in hand. Yeah. It's just the way we've seen the gameplay which is leading us to say that no Juve has not been playing well this season. Yeah, of course. You got to have your high hopes. So, I'm really excited and going into tomorrow's Verona match, I'm really excited and interested and intrigued to see how we play because hopefully this could be another turning point of good form and hopefully we can finally get on a good run where we can finally start winning games and games and games on end because this is the events we are missing and this is the events we want. I'm also very excited for tomorrow to see how we can play without all of those players, Danilo, Artur, Cuadrado, all of them. And hopefully we can bring in some of the young players as well and they can prove, yeah, themselves. prove some sort of point and it's not only it's not only going to benefit the young players but it's just going to benefit the entire team as well because it shows that we don't need stars to win matches yeah. so we're nearing the end of the nearing the end of the episode so i wanted to ask you one question going into the game against verona and the overall outcome of this season so what do you think the score of tomorrow's match is going to be I think tomorrow we're going to see a high-scoring game. I think both teams are going to want to win. Hope I think the game is going to end in either a 3-1 to one or 3-2 to two or 4-2 to two win Holy for Juve. Smoke. What do you think? Before I go on to my score, I just got to say, you got really, really high hopes. And hopefully that... I actually kind of hope that's a high-scoring game. I want that entertainment. Yeah, I'm partially... Partially, I'm going off of what I hope the score will be. And what be. you think. But... That's- Actually, I'm going to think the opposite. Instead of a high-scoring game, I think it won't be as much. I think it'll be a 2-1 win for Juve. It'll be tough, but I think they'll get the win in the end. So it's going to be an interesting match, and I can't wait for can't wait for it tomorrow. So I'm it's, uh, again, 2.45 tomorrow. We have Juventus versus Hellas Verona playing in Verona in their home stadium. So it's going to be an away game. And regardless of the score, I think it's going to be very interesting and exciting game. Yeah, definitely. Watch. So, it also oh, yeah, that's for sure. Fear of fear of events, spent. According to Juliana, you're going to be on the edge of your seat for the entire ninety minutes. So, yeah. yeah. So, man, this has been a blast. So, very, very fun. fun. I'm so thankful for you coming on for this episode. We have a bunch more plans. We're probably going to be doing a couple of episodes more with Juliana on. We're probably going to do yeah. a couple more. Thank you. Other than Juventus, probably be doing some more soccer topics regarding maybe the Euros, maybe Italy's hopes in the Euros. It's up, it's up uh, to you guys. You guys got to let us know. You, we already mentioned our Instagram in, earlier in the podcast. You can scroll back and go listen to it. But if you guys have any ideas for us to talk about, just send it, send it in to us because we're, really like, we're really intrigued to know what you guys want. Stay tuned to the Serie A action all over Italy. It's going to be massive. One of the best title 
title clashes coming in from Indo. Stay tuned. Listen closely to what's going on and enjoy the rest.